Alrighty. Well, first off, uh, Rory, thank you for taking the time to, to join the show. We, uh, over the last three months or so, I think we've done three or four shows on sort of like the, the shrinking of our footprint. Uh, we had one show, obviously Boxable was one of them. We're going to talk about this kind of stuff with you today. We had a, a gym that was basically putting it in transfer things. And I got to visit that. They have one here in Chicago, a couple of them in Chicago. Um, and then we had another one that was like basically selling offices. This was obviously the peak of COVID and people were trying to get out of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of funny to me because like, I think for people, I'm 38, the people my age and, and younger that have worked in, in offices pre COVID, like they got to see like the room, the little like cubicle <laughs> yeah. type thing. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> I know this is going to sound weird. I want one in my house. And you the more I it. talk, the more I talk to people like you, it's like, well, shit, maybe I should just make it my house. Like maybe, maybe I missed the boat. <laughs> we'll put a desk in a corner and yeah. a bathroom right there. That's all we'll you just, need. A little bed. Just tip You're it good. over, stack a couple awesome. on it, get the height going and we're, we're good to go. So I'm, I'm like, I'm a, I probably have more possessions than a minimalist would have, but I'm very close to like the minimalist, like lifestyle and things and everything, things that I like, like look wise is very minimal. Like everything I black shirt, black, this is what I, this is my whole office. Everything that's, that I own pretty much by That's me. awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so let's start off with like, with SI, like tell me about the origin story of the company and, and what it does. So people listening know what we're talking about. They're all like, uh, sure. probably a little confused right now. So let's jump into that. And I'd love to know why you decided to take, to take on this journey. Fair enough. So SI container builds, the SI actually stands for sustainable imprints. And I started the company just a few years ago when I decided I was going to have a midlife crisis. I'm a little bit older than you are. I like and that so you chose I'll, to, though. Like, I, I feel like I this did. is like, you know, <laughs> I, I said, instead of, gonna, instead of buying a nice car, I think I'm going to start a business. And I was uh, going to say, I have a buddy who just said his, his dad recovered from COVID. It was a little scary for a minute. Um, and then he went and bought a banana yellow Corvette. And I was like, that tracks. <laughs> and like, I, I think I was like, you know what? Maybe what we should be doing this this shows off the rails already, so I apologize. But it's okay. like, it's all good. maybe we should, you know, how they have controlled demolition. That's what yes. we should do with our psyche. We should every like ten years, we should just have a controlled demolition. Like, I'm 38, I have two little kids. I'm gonna yeah. tell my wife, like, you know what, the next this next year, I'm just gonna like blow shit I'm up. Kick it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna do some crazy stuff and just bear with me. Every ten years, just we need to like reset and. And track back. So the, the idea that you had a controlled demolition is, is fantastic. You know, I, I think I actually think that way, the same way you do. You know, I have young kids. I want them to know you don't have to stop growing and you can pivot. And yeah. that whole thing with COVID forced us to make choices to pivot. And so career-wise, that's what I did. I mean, I could tell you that I started off my life a million years ago as a clinical social worker, but I do come from a family of construction architects and engineers. And I pivot that into doing management consulting and recruiting and, you know, having a midlife crisis and deciding I'm not doing what I love to do. Let's do something that makes a difference. That's really where my, my passion became. And so the SI, the sustainable imprints, the being able to understand that we are in an enormous housing crisis and the two crises that we want to really capital and help through are the housing and the environmental. And that's sort of how the whole company came together is let's find a way to support the housing crisis with a smaller footprint. And so that's, you know, that's where, that's me in a nutshell. That's where I am now. Crazy as it is. I'm curious. like you walked away from a, 
whatever career you were doing at that time and, and you, I'm assuming you needed some upfront capital for this. Like, did you raise money? Did you use your own money? Did you like, how did you guys go about that? Yeah, that's a great question because it is a startup environment. I, we put our own money in in the beginning because we are passionate about it. But interestingly enough, the person that you've interviewed a few, I might even been about a year ago, Pete Wilkins, oh, who yeah. is the head of HPA. HPA are our angels. Oh, and nice. So Pistol they, Pete. They felt, yeah, he's terrific. And so I, I, you know, I got to listen again to his uh, podcast with you. And I'm like, this is just perfect because obviously you know him. And he had a lot of faith in us and said, we know that this is an issue. Let's figure out how to work together. So he's great. He's great. I, um, if you're in the right business and you're, you know, which is construction and so forth, you're just closer to the, to the concept. It's probably not as far-fetched to understand. I think those who've gone through COVID and worked at home and I feel like if you pitch this to me now, I, I would be like, that totally, totally makes sense to me. Like, I, yeah. I understand the, the problem as far as the housing crisis stuff goes, but I also think that, like, just as a, as a country in particular, and you can obviously go globally, but, like, as a country, I, I think that we use way too much shit, and we are irresponsible about it, and we buy we, – everything's Big Mac, big exercise, bigger, 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 bigger. And like, or new. Everything has to be new. Let's right. throw everything out that we've done and start all over again. I mean, that's – that, That's crazy. My, my only one thing on the, the non-minimalist new, my aspiration, I, I'm not there financially, but uh, soon, I, soon I got to get there. My goal is to be able to like basically wear one type of jean. I wear it once <laughs> and then I'm done. It never is washed. It's just an endless supply of Levi 501s. So like, like, never decomposes. Yeah, it just kind of naturally. You know what? That's someone else's problem. Like they can give it away. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I'd ever want to wear a washed pair of jeans again. That's my weird one thing. But otherwise, I, I totally you, agree with you. You can do it. That's awesome. I, I like, it. But, I, but, I totally, but otherwise, I totally agree with you. And like, I just think that we, we just misuse resources so terribly. And yeah. the idea of, of living a, a smaller imprint or footprint, like to me, actually is really attractive. Um, you know, it's, it's just also weird. Like, I think you know, talk about clinical psychology and sociology. Like there, here's a part of it. Like the, those who are founders and entrepreneurs, I think are a little wacky. And Agreed. I think that we, right. Like, I think it's part of it's the risk, right? Like we're just willing to take risks. And it's almost like if I'm not taking risks, I'm just like bored shitless. And this whole thing is a waste of time. Like I feel like I'm accomplishing nothing. Um, but the other part of it is like, I think we take on so many roles and do so many things and have so many marbles in the air that, normal people don't quite get it. And so like you get to a certain part of life, kids, family, you try to manage this plus business. Mm -hmm. I think you start to like want to reduce the things you have to think about. And like maintaining a home is a huge one. It's a great point. You know, I, I, you're a slightly different generation. I think you're probably a millennial. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, like something only in name, I think, all that. Only in name and is all being an Xer and then coming from a family of boomers and the generation before, we start to realize what's important and we really just don't need that shit. Right. You know, I lived in a small apartment when I lived in London. I lived in San Francisco in the cities, but I wanted we're outdoorsy people yep. and we realize that the stuff we need is a kayak and a fishing pole right. and uh, a bed and right. maybe some food after we fished it. But that was really where this all transpired and it makes to it, it makes total sense to me and like I, I think about like i said i talked to the boxable guy i talked about the, the gym guy like there's utility in some of the cases of this yeah. and why I, I just i think that there's gonna be will everyone live in this no but like no 
I think that there's a sizable enough amount of people in the U.S. alone that absolutely 100%, like, we'll get into, like, what it costs and all that kind of stuff, but, like, maybe I want to have one in New York and one in L.A. and one in Montana. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I just want, like, I, I don't care. Yeah, I you don't, can afford that. Right, like, I want to be able to park. I want, you know, I want to go where I want to go. And, you know, it's weird. Like, this is, it's it's crossing uh, the price points of different demographics. But, like, just for a second, if I'm thinking tech founders got a little bit of dough, buys a Rivian, drives the Rivian back and forth between his little boxes. Like, that totally makes sense to me. Like, that that actually sounds absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to lie. It does to like, me, too. You're, you're like, your business life, your professional life, it's so complicated that, and this is like a, a, a point exhausting. of, oh, my God, it's a point of contention. Oh, I, my beautiful wife sitting behind me not listening to this podcast. Um, it, it's a point of contention where, like, I'm just like, everything is so complicated and so multi-tiered and leveled in my business world. It's so manipulated. And in my personal life, like, I just want nothing. Like, I literally want to just be this dude who just, like, plugs his car in and goes from box to box. Like that, Absolutely. That's well, life. And I think it's going to blow you away to know, you know, we use recycled shipping containers. Yep. And the statistic that freaked me out is that there's 23 million of them in graveyards. So, and we're getting all our supplies and goods on shipping containers. Right. And so every day we're just dumping these containers. They're not going back. So why are we not using these? You know, that was sort of my, my whole mantra is like, figure this out. It's, it's right there. It's not that complicated. Let's live minimalistically, but let's live with something we already have here. Right. I, I love that. Can you walk us through this now? Like, take me through the process. Like, what does it look like? How do you source it? How do I find it? Like, how do you build it around me? Is it custom? Is it templated? Is like, how, what does this look like? Walk yeah. me through the customer experience. But like, if you can't start with the origin, like if we found it in a shipping yard and we towed it away, we took it. <laughs> right. So we're very specific. So we, um, we use one trip high cubed containers. And what that means is that they've come over on the boat, dropped off their Nike shoes or whatever it is they had in them. And then they you know, they have nothing. And so we work with brokers to do that. And I'm with you. I live, you know, in Chicago area. And so we're right off a port. And so we work with our brokers. They uh, come to our warehouse. We actually built out a warehouse so that we could build to scale and we could manage the quality and we could manage the eco-friendliness. We wanted to put as much of those resources into our container. And ultimately, we are building a dwelling. And so we have engineered architectural stamped plans for 50 states were certified but you get some customized pieces like paint your container blue or paint it like it's going to fit in a forest you know have a full-on kitchen or have a, a mini kitchen have two bedrooms or have a bedroom and a loft and so we give this flexibility even though it's this eight by 40 by nine and a half feet there's a lot of stuff you can that's do a lot of room. That. that's bigger than most people's living room and kitchen combined so like it, it which by the way you know, how many people have 2,000 plus square feet and have used half of it? Nothing. You just, like, the more room, the more shit. more shit. I mean, you're filling it. Yeah, right. It. I, I can right attest there. to that. That's for sure. Yeah. So where, where would so, people put this then? Where, like, do they buy it and how does it work where they find the land? So, you know, we do a few different things. What we're doing is because we're looking at it from a one or a one to two container build. You can put it in your backyard. 
Chicago is now container-friendly. Other communities are container-friendly. It's called an ADU, which is an accessory dwelling. Yep. My office is a container in my backyard Amazing. up in northern yeah. Chicago. So you too can have an office in a container. Uh, and then we're using them to build like little villages, Airbnbs, people who want their older parent in their backyard instead of sticking them in a nursing home. That's amazing. Right? A little independence yeah. around that. And so there's just a lot. And you can afford it. A millennial can afford it. And someone who's retiring, a senior can afford it. And so, you know, that's really all around our vision and our value is make it easy. It's turnkey. We'll make it for you. We'll transport it to you. We'll drop and play. And you can plug it in. And then you have a house. Is it so? Is would I go through the same process of like a mortgage, or how do I buy it? Do I buy it like I'm buying a car? Or like what's somewhere in between? Yeah. So you, it's it's definitely something that you can finance. It can be done if it's in your backyard. You can do it on you know a line of credit or a construction loan. Yeah. All those things apply exactly the same way because we are certified to the same standards under the international code, like an RV or a mobile home would be. Yeah that kind of manufactured home, you can have a mortgage off of it as well. Do you have people yeah. who like have bought plots of land and they just put this there? Oh my gosh. Is that like Absolutely. the main, I feel like that would be well, a- and now People are doing them. I want one, I want four for my family, or I want to rent out four of them. Yeah. And now they have this little Airbnb community. They have these little agro villages where now they can plant gardens and they can kind of feel like they're living off grid and, and that they're not, you know, they're two hours from the city. And so you can put, you can put it, it's small enough footprint that you can put it anywhere. And that was the advantage of having something. I want, I want one of these in my backyard. Um, I'm not sure that that I would get the, the vote for that, but I, I'll, I'll push for it. Um, well, I'm going to have you come up and, and see us. I would love to. Local. Yeah, I would, I would love Me to. Me too, for sure. Um, so, like, on the scale of design, minimalism to fancy to, and I know there's obviously choices, how, how would you rate, like, what am I, what should I expect I walk into this? Like, am I thinking, like, obviously you're familiar with Box, but we talked about that. Like, sure. there's a, I, I feel like, very similar in concept, but totally different everything else like the way that you're going about this and the way he's going about it i think are almost entirely different markets uh to within the same market um but like i would look at his and be like oh yeah it's got kind of a nokia i don't know, like a key i don't know how to describe it there's yeah. it's minimal but like it's like a tesla yeah and i like you i'm know, curious and, how and yours lines for all of that you know i kind of feel like he He's paved a way in, in a different way, and, and I'm, I'm fond of the concept, and, and there's a big enough market space. We are a little different. I mean, we, we definitely are driven by sustainability. So if you walk into one of our units, you might find a cabin feel, or you might find a Chicago feel, or you might find a very earthy feel, because we our decor can change. People put rooftop decks. They'll put green roofs. They'll put the solar. We're not a cookie cutter, and so you have the ability to kind of blend into your environment. My office out of a container is blends into my 100-year-old English stucco house. That was a requirement for my township. They're like, if you're going to have a rusty old box, wait, it's not a rusty old box, but I'm going to clad it, and you're going to see it looks just like my house. And they were like, wow, this is awesome. So, yes, so, like, a little bit of that, And it makes total sense, and I, and I totally agree with you. The sustainability is, is the the pitch that, that a person's looking for here. Uh, what is the window situation on these houses? You, we have standard plans, but we have sliding doors. We have transom windows. We have full-on regular windows. Everything is, would be standard uh, for the uh, international code standards. Yep. So you can have glass doors. People take off the container doors. They'll put oh, glass. 
Yeah. You can have a patio out there so you and your wife can go up, you open up your big door, you sit out there, have a cup of coffee, and you're staring out at your lake. That's amazing. You know, I mean, this is just, uh, it's as pretty or as upscale as you want it or as traditional and comfy as you want it. It's however you feel is, is what you're needing at the moment. I, I, I think that this is seriously like an aspiration. Like, I want to get to a point in life where it's just like the number of items and the way that I travel is kind of like this. Like, I, I just, I like it. Um, and I think the sustainability part is a, a huge piece of this. Like I, I, we're, we use things so like not effectively. We use them one. Right. Like, but even like, like, even like, <laughs> you know but, I mean? but like, even like, even the internal stuff, dish, like my dishwasher went out, like all this stuff, we buy all this, this shit that doesn't last very long. It's like poorly made and you just recycle. All, just think of all the components and every single one of these things that are just going to, it's going to end up in the junkyard. No one's going to reuse yes. it. And it's probably not worth being reused because of how it's built. But like what I like about people like you who are building these kind of companies is that it, it's, it's taking us perhaps forward, but in a way backwards to where it's like, hey, why don't we build things for sustainable use? Why don't we actually try to put a little bit of investment into making this be a product that we can use every single day and it doesn't fall apart? And like we feel a sense of ownership of it and you take care of it because it's, I only have five things. So I take really good care of my five things. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes. We know what those numbers look like. It's never moving unless you move it. Like it's, it's that kind of durability. And then adding in all the recycled components, floor, spray foam, all the things that we do, it's very much around the environment yeah. and the eco-friendliness of our product. And so it's very important to us. So the, the question for me now is like in the startup land, you take seed money from, from Hyde Park Angels. You start getting this thing distributed. I'm sure, you know, you've got a handful of, of units already out there. How does this scale? Where does it scale? Where, where do you see the limit being? Is it just, is it one line of business? Is this the opportunity to, to do this in completely different ways that, that we're not even, no one's talking about right now? Like how, is this a business you, you view as being like the extension of a home or your small home? Or is this a business that could literally have five or six different lines and it's, it's a completely uh, unrecognizable? You know, I think that that's a really great question. And as an entrepreneur, I started throwing darts at a dartboard. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I see it going here and there and everywhere. And then at some point you're like, well, what does it really mean? And you got to focus a little bit. And so, yeah, we do these backyard spaces, which we love. And it's wonderful to be able to do. But we're really focusing in on these agro small villages that people yep. are either using when they're downsizing or for an affordable home or to get back to nature. So we're trying to develop... And we have a very large client that's putting up a village in Wisconsin. And it's, that's really where our focus is, is how to live in a, in a wonderful little community where you actually know your neighbors and like them, and you feel like you're being outside still, but you're not that far away, and you're saving the environment from itself. So that's our focus now, are these smaller village, uh, and, and people are renting them out as Airbnbs as well. I, I think the village piece is super interesting because... I think we're already seeing, I mean, look, if you were just to say, like, we're going to build these within a certain mileage away from Tesla charging stations, like, you're going to, I don't think a, the regular person, probably not someone who's listening to this show, but the normal person, not to say all of you listeners are not normal, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're listening to this more than once, you're probably not normal. Um, but no, but seriously, like, the, 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 I think the normal person still hasn't realized that, like, we are actually becoming far more transient. Like yeah. COVID was a huge pusher to this, obviously, like the remote work thing. 
But like, we're coming back, you know, 50% of the time in the office. To me, that actually makes this even more transient. Like if you said I was full on remote, I'm probably going to go like move to an island that I love and never move. Right. I'm not going anywhere. Right. But if you make me partial, it's like, well, I'm not going to like wait. I'm not going to sit in the shitty winter of Chicago for three extra days a week for the three days I don't need to. Like right. I'm going here. And I, I think you're going to start to see people who like as you see more EV cars, the gasoline thing, not that you can't drive like gas. You certainly can. But what I would argue is as an EV guy, what I would argue is that the people I know who have particularly those who've been in electric cars for a while is that they tend not to be like, got to get here and here in 42 minutes. Like if it takes an hour and 20, cause I charge, I go see some place I never saw before. Like they're generally kind of like that way. Right. I could hundred percent see a, a very large group of people who have, they don't have a summer home or some weird thing that like they never see. They literally just either own one of these or more importantly, they could own it and rent it and make a living on it. But which I think is a huge business. And then probably more likely is this literally like they drive the, the, internet, the national network and they stop at these because they're comfortable and they're all kind of the same thing, but with like a different taste. I think I'm going to hire you as a salesperson because truly that, you know, I have a client who's, who's buying land in Nevada for buy a Tesla. Yep. Uh, uh, Makes total sense to me. And she's literally going to have people only bike in the community. She doesn't want cars at all. Yeah. When you come here, guess what? You are off grid. We are solar. We are water. We have chickens and you're going to enjoy this real environment. You can go home anytime you want, but you know, this is your vacation for a little while. I, uh, I, I think that's super smart. I think, you know, I think one of the things that we're, we're sort of, uh, we're not quite there yet, but what we're starting to inch towards is, you know, we talk about automation and things and robots that are like replacing humans, whatever down the road, as far as work, I think we're going to start to see an escalation in people being replaced, not replaced, but like their work augmented. Uh, some will be impacted a lot, some a little, but what I do think is going to happen, you're going to start to see people monetize their assets um, you already saw, started to see it with crypto. You could stake your crypto. You could stake your assets. You can borrow against your market accounts. You could do all this stuff. I think we're going to, you know, Airbnb is a taste. Right. The Toro rent-a-car is a taste. I think the full future of this really is like you're generating energy. You're getting paid for that energy to, to power other things. You use my, you know, my SI. You use my car. Like the, everything is interchangeable, and, and that's how you can sustainably augment Salaries and while that this may seem completely out in the wild blue yonder as re- as it relates to your business, I actually think that you play kind of a pretty important cog in that wheel. I feel that way. I mean, how housing? If you look at we're we're big outdoors people, but the things that you need most your air, water, food, and shelter. I mean, we're playing a huge part into what that looks like in the future, and uh, it's really important to us. Well, I I think this is incredible. I can't wait to set up a time to to come visit this. Um, if you can give me some pamphlets for my wife, I can try to convince her uh, that we need one. I would love one. Um, but where, so where do people go to, to, to reach out? How do they start the process? So our website is SICBS.com. So it's Sustainable Imprints or SIContainerbuilds.com. So SIContainerbuilds.com. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I think it, uh, thank you very much, and I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Thank you for su- your support, Scott. appreciate it. Take care. Of course. If you're interested in self-directed investing from startups to crypto and public markets, my Substack is a great way to learn how professional investors screen, review, and pull the trigger on deals. Join the largest community of micro-investors and startup founders on Substack by going to katoon.com.